This is the best, 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 best practices in education and Odyssey School podcast. Let's fly away in a cloud. This podcast aims to offer professional resources, practical tools, and inspiring conversations to teachers and parents in their quest for excellent education. And the trees are rainbow, and you'll see the corn every now and then because that's not weird at all. Welcome to Best Practices, an Odyssey School podcast. My name is Corey Adams, and I'll be your host. Today, we are joined by kindergarten teacher Shirley Rotolo. Shirley is a graduate of Western Carolina University. She's been involved in diversity programs such as Building Bridges and Cultural Competence Awareness and has also taken the Young Hispanic Dual Language Learners Achievement class. Outside of the classroom, Shirley herself is an accomplished visual artist with a particular interest in Chinese watercolor painting. Shirley, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Corey. I'm happy to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about your best practice topic? Well, cultural art is a collaboration of different forms of art from different cultures. Other than visual arts, this can include music, dance, and drama. As teachers, I feel it's important to use cultural art in the classroom because it allows our students the opportunity to learn more about another culture through their art and even their music. It also helps children from different cultures to feel a sense of community and it also allows others to learn about that culture's history and background. Mm. And that's how, through Culture Art too. I've also been able to share some of my background with our students. That's beautiful. Yeah. So I would love to hear, just as a jumping off point, what are some of the ways that you've incorporated cultural art this year? I've incorporated in so many different ways. Um, I use cultural cl- art during our thematic units. And for example, when we explored and learned about the contributions made by the indigenous people in early America, as a result, we used cultural art when we learned about Native Americans like Pocahontas and Sacagawea. My students created art inspired by the Native American culture. They created po- uh, pottery, dream catchers, and painted Native American symbols to convey thoughts and communication about the weather, communication about whether a tribe was friendly or not, Mm. or whether um, there was water available in certain areas. My students also created arts inspired inspired by um, the Gullah people. And when we talked about the Gullah people, my students learned that the Gullah people, which were descendants from Africa, loved making baskets with sweet grass. And also, um, as a a result of that, we created um, just different, we created dolls inspired by fabric from Africa Mm -hmm. that the Gullah people used to wear. We also um, created beautiful bright paints of women and children making baskets, dancing, harvesting rice, and fishing. All this connection was inspired by what they learned about the daily lives of the Gullah people. And it sounds like they've been busy. You've they, had them busy. <laughs> we have been very busy. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's not just about being busy, but they're really enjoying learning about all the different artwork from people from different eras and times yeah. and the history that's connected to it. 
Yeah, it sounds like you are using art to drive curiosity for different kinds of cultures mm-hmm. and experiences. And I would love to hear you just talk a little bit about why you feel that that is valuable for your students. Well, it's valuable because it's allowing my students to absorb and process information about another culture in a safe, reflective way. I also feel that people from other cultures will turn in turn feel more comfortable expressing themselves and feelings and it's also can possibly encourage and inspire my students to learn a new language, Mm -hmm. which I'm super excited since I speak (laughs) several languages. Yeah, that's wonderful. What is your goal for the students as they relate and explore different kinds of art? My goal is for my students to better understand the world around them, to explore the culture that created the art, and most importantly, to learn how to to enter, interact with people that are different from, from them. It also allows my students to think about their own culture and how it might be similar to, or different from another student's culture. This could, this could possibly encourage students to be less fearful of other cultures and possibly open conversations on how they can celebrate one another. I'm imagining that especially at the age you're working at, they're coming to this experience with a lot of curiosity. Is that what you see present in the spaces in your classroom? I do, I, I do see that they're interested, they want to learn more, and there's a lot of discussions around of people of different culture, especially when we're, I'm doing these specific um, thematic units. Like when we did a, a thematic unit on the civil rights movement and we had a conversations about Martin Luther King and Ruby Bridges and mm-hmm. um, Rosa Parks. There was a lot of there was a lot of history being taught in the sense that we talked about the march in Washington mm-hmm. and what was happening that and our my students were able to go back into the to studio art and draw pictures of Martin Luther King, Ruby Bridges. They drew pictures of Ruby Bridges walking into school with the marshals. So because of the discussion around the civil rights movement, they processed processed it Mm -hmm. through their art. And as a result of that, I I felt teaching them about the thematic unit on civil rights made them feel less fearful of what was happening at that time. Mm. That's very powerful. And I want to put a little plug in because I know what the inside of your classroom looks like. Often that one of the things I'm so impressed with is how you are able to incorporate some original source materials so that when kids are working on their art, they also have seen videos from the time period Mm -hmm. and they have heard, for example, Martin Luther King Jr. speak. And so they're engaging with those original resources and then coming back into that artistic space to engage with it. They are. And what I'm also learning is that they have so much to say about these units, Mm -hmm. especially I pick up a lot of of their conversations through during art studio, where when we did do the unit on Martin Luther King and also on the Gullah people, I heard them say things like, oh, the Gullah people are dancing in the ocean and mm-hmm. I need to paint, make sure I paint the dirt brown. And mm-hmm. other conversations I heard around with, with, was like, oh, they're needing to, to get fish so they can eat or mm-hmm. light blue. I heard another child say light blue and dark blue makes purple. So they're processing a lot of different things. Yeah, it's really interesting because one of the things that that brings up for me is how 
our visual learners, this is an entry point for them in a really deep way rather than it just being a verbal pathway, especially in those comments. Do you have any other snippets you want to share that you've overheard in class? Yes, I've heard things like, um, I need to add some blue to the ocean and make sure I make the mountains and I need to collect sweet grass so I can make baskets. And this is all connected to our thematic unique on the Gullah people. Mm-hmm. So that means they're they're not just learning, but through art they're processing they're processing what they're learning. Mm-hmm. And that's very important to me as I teach our, our students here at Odyssey School. So one question I have is if you want to make a recommendations to teachers who are listening about the kind of planning process you use. When I decide to do a unit, I do a lot of research, and that can mean going to the library or ordering ordering books or mm-hmm. just even going on the internet. There's so much information out there. So when, when I dive into a unit, I just try and, and get a lot of information as, as much as I can because I want to make it rich for our students, and I want to make sure that I'm getting everything that I feel might be beneficial or help them connect and process what I'm trying to teach them. Mm-hmm. And um, I also learned, spent a lot of time finding out who was, what kind of art, artists were there during that m- movement or during, mm-hmm. or what, what kind of artists or what kind of things were happening um, with that society mm-hmm. at the time. So the, my students, as a result, get to learn about past history, but also ways to to, to help with our our society or things that they can do to learn uh, um, about uh, either past the, about the past or things that are happening now. Like when we had a, a discussion on Malala, we t- um, we talked about the age Malala was, and also mm-hmm. we talked about what Malala did and how she shared shared her voice with people from all around the world mm-hmm. and made sure that they knew that girls in Pakistan were not allowed to have an education. Mm-hmm. So I want to teach my children that they all have a voice, just like Malala, and they can change the world with their voice. That's so beautiful. I love it. I know, for example, that you did a unit on haiku, right? Mm-hmm. I did, did. You did a unit on haiku, and I'm curious, so in that example, what kind of resources you pulled from as you were working with the kids? Well, I, I love learning about poetry, and I want to make sure that my kindergarten students are also learning about poetry, but not just from poetry from America, but po- poetry from all over the world. So I have book, books at home connected to poetry by the Asian culture. So to start my um, unit on learning about poetry, we, we read different books about children that live mm-hmm. in Japan or or in, in China or Korea, and we learned about their culture. We learned about names. So I did a lot of research through ordering books and also getting books from the library. Mm-hmm. And I also um, made sure to learn about what kind of music were people listening to at that time. And again, what kind of artists were were creating things, creating art during that period of time. So as a result, my students were able to create beautiful artwork from images from from images by 
inspired by the Japanese culture. Mm -hmm. And also when we do art, sometimes I play music, you know, I play music from that country. And they always seem to get really excited they want, they <laughs> about what instruments might, the, um, that culture might be playing, mm -hmm. and we process that also. Uh, what we process what um, what's happening at the time, and also what kind of music people are playing, mm -hmm. what, what kind of instruments they think they might hear through them while listening to the music, and then also that brings us to our art. What do you see that, how is their art different from maybe art from America? How, how are the flowers shaped? How are the flower, what are the, the colors of the flowers? Mm -hmm. Are the flowers bright or, or are they very light? And um, so we get to discuss different, how things are different or the same yes. with the different paintings from different cultures around the world. Yeah, and you know, the last piece I really want to just tease out a little bit is because we've been kind of talking about what you have been working on this year. And as for most of us, this year is coming to a close. Big year, great work. And I also have heard behind the scenes a little bit about what you're planning for next year. And I'm curious um, how much you're pulling in terms of your own excitement about a topic versus um, what you're weighing for in regard to your learning objectives for the children. So so just if you could talk a little bit about looking ahead in this last few minutes with us. Well, going forward, my fall thematic unit is going to be connected to being a tourist, a tourist and visiting different countries such as mm -hmm. Africa and Egypt and India. And mm -hmm. we're going to add England to to the mix also. And um, we're going to be learning about architecture and costumes and, and food. And also we're going to be learning about how people communicated or how people traded at that time. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I'm doing this unit, again, because I want to make sure that all my students are learning about what each culture has to offer. Mm -hmm. And also to connect it to their own culture. What is similar? What is different? What, what is it that they're excited about learning about this specific culture? And in the end, my goal is to make sure that all my students know that there are tons of different cultures around the world, and there's so much to learn from them and so much to celebrate. Well, with that beautiful sentiment, I think we're ready to wrap up. So thank you so much for coming today, Shirley. Oh, thank you for inviting me, Corey. It was a pleasure. This has been Best Practices in Education, an Odyssey School podcast. It was recorded here in our music studio in Asheville, North Carolina at Odyssey School, engineered by our music director, River Gargarian, and the original theme music was created by the Misfits of Cragberry, an Odyssey student band. Let's fly away in a cloud.